All right, hello everyone, and welcome back to the Bringing the Mod of Mastectomy podcast. I am your host, Kevin, again joined by my beautiful wife, Jen. Hi everyone, welcome back. Uh, so at the end of the last episode, we kind of talked about Jen's whole uh, journey around the block with every type of specialty doctor <laughs> that we could think of. Um, mm -hmm. And I believe we left off at the point where you had returned to your primary care doctor and they started you on doxycycline. Yes. Um, I so that's where our story picks up. Yeah, <laughs> I did want to um, just put in like a little side note. Um, you know, at this point, we were just kind of going by the biopsy results and the possibility of me having Lyme. Um, it wasn't a definitive diagnosis because I did not have a Lyme test done that showed a positive result. So it was just kind of like, this is our best guess right now. Yeah, well, we were kind of, we, we were hoping, again, mm -hmm. because it would have been the easy course of treatment Right. Um, at that point because it's doxycycline and then yay, better. Right, so, so there, because it wasn't a... Um, definitive answer um there was other things that were going through my head and as well as like my mom's head as well and we said you know if for some reason we try the doxycycline and it doesn't work you know because I was having the modeling of my skin which appeared to be modeling and the bruising um, which is a sign of leukemia we were thinking you know doing our research and stuff that um, not saying I had cancer, but it would be a possibility just looking outside the box. Yeah. I mean, I would, I would say it was definitely something that was on my mind Yeah, at the time. So, and it's, it's really hard to kind of wrap your head around, but, um, you know, you hear the C word again and, you know, I'm 29 years old and, you know, anything can happen. Cancer does not discriminate whatsoever. Um, so it was kind of scary, but, um, you know, I, again, I was staying optimistic and, um, you know, if the doxycycline wasn't working, then our next step would be a hematology consult. And then they can kind of look into that possibility for me to kind of go in that direction from the symptoms that I was having. So, um, that was definitely scary, but to me it would have been an answer. Yeah, I mean, I think at, at this point, we were just so desperate to, to be able to name whatever it was was going on with you because at least if there's a name, there's got to be some course of treatment. Right. right. And that was kind of the theory, so. I was so desperate just for answers, and I would go to any lengths to find out um, just so I can feel better and live my life again, whether it be cancer or not. But I just wanted to add that in because I really didn't touch on that um, in our last podcast when we did mention that. Um, so I started the Doxy, and within 48 hours, I felt amazing. I, um, my hives really weren't bad. No, I mean, they were kind of, they were, they were dissipating. And so we were like, oh, yeah, it, definitely, like, this is great. You know? I had no joint pain whatsoever. And I went from crawling on all fours at home and having joint pain and swelling to being a cripple to going for a walk 
with my daughter pushing her in the stroller like it was amazing within 48 hours of just taking the doxycycline so I was ecstatic and I was like oh my god I have the answer and um at this point I still had to um follow up with the infectious disease doctor just to make sure I was on the right course um they did prescribe me the doxycycline for 28 days but um we wanted to make sure we had all of our bases covered and that we weren't missing anything. So that's when we needed a specialist to kind of look everything over and kind of make sure we were going in the right direction. Yeah. I mean, I know for sure I felt, I felt super relieved because you were feeling better and I didn't have to worry about you crawling all over the house. And, and, you know, so, so we thought at that point that we had a, we had the answer because we thought we had a solution. Right. But um, I've noticed that I was on the doxycycline for like four to five days now after I first started it. And I would wake up and I would have, you know, kind of like ebb and flow flare-ups as as you will. Like I would wake up and I would have like um, hives that were pretty bad on like my legs, but then they would go away the next day. And, um, it was kind of like this back and forth thing. I would, I remember, um, I would wake up and I would have like the lumps on the bottom of my feet, but then we were like, all right, well, you know, take your doxycycline. It just has to run its course. And, um, you know, it's been in your body for a while now, so it's probably going to take a bit to really see an improvement. Yeah. I mean, we were, I mean, we were hopeful because you were improving, but at the same time, it was also, you know, at some point the two steps forward, one step back was something to be considered because at this point, you know, if it was Lyme's disease, you, that, that was going to be some very well established bacteria. Yes. Because, you very know, this had been going on, this, this had been going on for months. And, mm-hmm. and even I know I had some discussions with even like my mom and some of my friends, like, what happens if this isn't strong enough? Yeah. You know, this bacteria has been in her system for months. What do I, you know, what is, is she going to have to be admitted to the hospital if this isn't enough? And, Am so, I going to have to be on IV antibiotics as opposed of oral antibiotics? Right. So there were, while we were hopeful that we had a solution, there were still many, many questions um, that came with it. So, mm. so it was both a happy and still stressful time. Yes. Um, so come the day of the... Um, appointment with my infectious disease doctor I was not having a good day that day Um, yes you woke me up at four o'clock in the morning yeah four o'clock in the morning Um, I remember I was sleeping and like I was dreaming and I had this terrible terrible pain in my jaw and I it was almost like my jaw was like frozen and I couldn't move it 
and just like you're in and out of that sleep so you're not really sure if you know am I dreaming this or is this really real and then I woke up and like I was in so much pain I I sat up really quick and I woke Kevin up and I was like oh my god like I it felt like there was a Charlie horse in my jaw and it felt like my muscles were stiff and tense and every time I went to go move my jaw like it it felt like a Charlie horse going through my jaw like through my gums like through my teeth down my neck like I, I was freaking out because I literally thought like, you know, I was like, Kev, the lime is in my jaw. It's attacking yeah. my jaw. Yeah, I had, to, <laughs> I had to do a little bit of <laughs> um, counseling Yeah. that morning of, Jen, it's not in your jaw. It's everywhere, mm-hmm. you know, assuming, you know, at this point, right? You know, it's, it's everywhere. It's not in your jaw, right? You may be having some difficulty with it, but it's not like... All of it like jumped ship from your whole body and mm-hmm. landed in your, uh, in your jaw. But yeah, so but yeah. and so I will. I you know I got up. I looked at myself in the mirror, and of course, up the right side of my neck, all the way up on my jaw, up my face. I've had these red welts again going up my face, just burning and painful. And I think that was also contributing to the pain I was feeling in my jaw as well so I was freaking out and Kevin was like all right well you know today's a day we're going to see the infectious disease doctor and you know it's a good thing you kind of are having a flare-up right now so he can see what's going on with you for what it is yeah and so I think too something that's important to point out here while still on doxycycline you still had joint pain yeah you know, so yeah. even when we look at your whole spectrum of what was occurring. I think I was good for about 48 hours, but then it kind of was like revving back up again. Yeah, hindsight is twenty twenty too. Like we can see all the patterns now that were removed from it. Yeah. Um, because for me, you know, now when, when I look at when you finally started to feel better was when your joint pain started to go away. And while still, okay, your hives had dissipated f- significantly yeah. mind you still but, had them but they weren't as but it bad wasn't, as it before. wasn't crippling it wasn't to the point where you were right. crawling but still you were having these episodes of severe joint pain that were i feel like the, these were like localized it wasn't like my full body like it was before it was like kind of localized areas it would be my feet one day and then it was my jaw so it was kind of really confusing yeah there. i mean there, there was just a lot going on yeah so um Again, I didn't want to put any makeup on my face. On our way to the um, infectious disease doctor, we went. And um, I was very optimistic going to see him because um, I am very familiar with this doctor. He's worked at the same hospital that I have in the past. And he is by far one of the smartest doctors um, in the area. And he's been in his practice for over 30 years so um he knows his stuff he thinks outside of the box and um I was optimistic that he can kind of lead me in the right direction or kind of put some of his input to make things better for me at this point 
So we get into the office and, you know, I was embarrassed because I didn't want to put any makeup on my face to cover up my hive. So, of course, you know, everyone's staring at you. But at this point, I didn't really care because, um, you know, I'm there for myself. But we get into the room and um, he he comes in and I tell him my whole story. He looked over all of my my um, my paperwork and my biopsies and my labs and everything I had tested. And, you know, I, and I'm like, you know, and I mentioned the skin biopsy. I knew it was going to be a long visit when he walked in with a notepad. <laughs> <laughs> and I said, you know, the, the biopsy showed, um, you know, the, the anthropod tick or anthropod arthropod arthropod bite reaction and the erythema migrans which is um, very commonly seen when someone is diagnosed with Lyme disease and we kind of put two and two together and I'm being treated for Lyme and the first words out of his mouth were you don't have Lyme well I believe he said (laughs) he didn't say that but he said you have nothing that indicates Lyme yeah which to be honest now when I read your skin biopsy, and I am by no means a doctor, mm-hmm. and by no means a doctor, I mean, I didn't even take a science class in college, but there was nothing that talked about Lyme's disease. Yeah. And an arthropod bite reaction is like an allergic reaction to a tick bite, not an infection, Quite a systemic right. infection from a tick bite, right? Like you're not Spider-Man from an arthropod bite reaction, yeah. <laughs> right? And the same idea with erythema migrans. I did my own research. Because you were talking about, you told me about how it's it's uh, it's very common with Lyme's disease, and then in my own research, it's also very common with a hundred other things. Yeah. And I was like, oh god, she well, doesn't, I... or does she? I don't know, but it's definitely not certain. <laughs> well, I think I was so desperate at this point that I was just kind of like putting things together well, and right. trying I mean, it's to like you're, come up like it has to be this or it has to be well, that. Well, right. It's, you're, you're, it, there's a lot of, um, what's the word? There's a lot of confirmation bias, potentially. Like, I think I have this and I, then I see a thing that is an indicator of this. While it is also an indicator of a hundred other things, it's definitely this. Yeah. You know, I think I have Lyme's disease. I have joint pain, therefore I have Lyme's disease as opposed to like, no, you got arthritis. Yeah, <laughs> like, yeah. So, um, as you guys can tell, like, as soon as he told me that, I... I slowly watched your head explode. Oh, my... (laughs) Like, guys, like, I was... I wanted to jump across the room and be like, what do you mean I don't have Lyme disease? No, what I will say... It's right there on the paper. What does that mean? Um... What I really did like about him, though, was he said, just because you don't have limes doesn't mean you're not sick. Yes. And that, like, he saw, I think he saw my face and my reaction when he told me I don't have Lyme. And then I looked at him and I was like, well, what is wrong with me then? And he said the best thing he could have ever said. Which and he was, said, I don't know. I don't know. Right. And then he proceeded to say, just because you don't have Lyme doesn't mean you're not sick. He goes, just by looking at you, I can tell you're very sick. You're just not Lyme sick, which he really validated so, my and, feelings. And, and I think that was super important because, yeah, I mean, one, we felt heard. And, and unfortunately, yes. it, it confirmed one of like the, the fears that I had that this really wasn't Lyme. Mm-hmm. Um, it was interesting, though, because we talked about 
okay, well, if it's not lime, then why am I better, better, I'm putting that in air quotes, you know, on doxycycline, we'll come to find out doxycycline has a, has a large anti-inflammatory component, yes. hence why it was helping to suppress all of your hives, but... And that plus the anti-inflammatory components of the prednisone, the two of them together, really made me feel good. Yeah, um, but but I really thought the the best part that came out of that office visit, because well, one, just so you guys know, uh, we were in his office for an hour and a half speaking to him for about an hour, hour and 10 minutes of that. Now, to get an hour to sit down with a physician is literally not heard of. Yeah. Um, he really took the time to really explain everything, and I think that's what gave me some peace of mind. I, I, I really like that for him it was a it was a problem-solving process. He's like, okay, let's talk about everything that's happened, you know, like up for like a month before these things started mm-hmm. till now. Yeah. What, what, what has happened in your life trying to find something to connect the pieces um, and in reality, like for most of that conversation, there was nothing. Right. You know, he, but... t- he talked a lot about how based on your skin biopsy, what was present was an allergic reaction. Yes. And I wanted to, um, go into like his theory behind. <laughs> Eosinophils. He said that word like 300 times. I will never yes. forget it. <laughs> and he said that if it was Lyme and I had the skin biopsy, a certain peptide would be present in the skin biopsy, which is associated with Lyme, which was not present on my skin biopsy. Yeah, I mean, I, I don't know. I, I could rant and rave about this guy because he was incredible. But the other thing was, like, he treated you like you were an intelligent human. Yes. You know? And he explained things in a very, like, easy way to understand. So he said that the because... Um, first of all, if you if there's non-medical savvy people um, listening, eosinophils is a type of white blood cell that is present. You have white blood cells. Obviously, they um, fight infection, but then there's other um, different types of white blood cells that can fight off and are present in other things that happen in the body, such as an allergic reaction. So eosinophils are mostly present when an allergic reaction is happening. And and prednisone works, he explained, by essentially eliminating eosinophils. So every so that makes sense because looking back, every time I was on the prednisone, I was fine because the prednisone was eating up all those eosinophils so they would disappear and I would be fine. But as soon as I came off the prednisone, those eosinophils were starting to build up, build up, and come back, and then I would just have these huge flare-ups, or my hives would just come back with these vengeance. And um, it, it was just all starting to make sense. And he said that, um, you know, it can be one of two reactions. It can be an external reaction, which... Um, is, you know, your typical allergy reaction, like um, if it was something I was ingesting or something I was coming in contact with that would cause these hives and these swelling, you, he said you would mostly see like your eyes swell up, you're, you would get a runny nose, a sore throat, like your allergy type symptoms, but I've had none of that during this course. And I explained that to him. It's almost like a, 
like an autoimmune, like systemic response, like my body is attacking itself. But he said, you can have an internal something um, you're reacting to internal, such as like a foreign object. And that's when we went <laughs> ding, 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 ding. Well, that, oh that's my a, God. That, well, that's when I looked at him and I'm like, well, she has breast implants. And he goes, yeah, get those out. Yeah. <laughs> and I was like, I can't, I don't want to swear on this podcast, but I was like, SOB, son of a, you know what? I was like, oh my God, all this time, these people were reaching out to me. Like I've had a number of people, like I want to say more than 10 people reach out to me during this whole course and be like, you like, you should really look into your implants. Maybe it's your implants. Maybe it's your implants. And I was in such denial because. Well, the thing is, I mean, for <laughs> us, when we were like, okay, well, even my father said, you know, I wonder if it's her implants and, you know, trying to be logical and connect the dots here. It's like, well, okay. So you had the, the initial implants put in four, three, well, four years ago. Well, right. That, that was my, con- my like going through my head I was confused because like you said I've had them placed five years ago right but then even when you had and the I've rev- had no issue but even then you had the revision when you had the revision it was January which is seven months prior to the starting so if it was you know a reaction to even the revision the new implant wouldn't that have started like right away or at least not after seven months right so, so we were like there was no and we we had asked the allergist do you think it's the implants? And all of them were like, no. Even you asked your primary care doctor. Mm-hmm. Everyone, everyone dismissed every, my implants. Well, everyone had the same. I don't want to say dismissed. That it sounds oh, like they no, weren't yeah. listening to you, yeah, right? Yeah, yeah. They True. they had the same line of thinking of for us, which was, why all of a sudden, right? It it didn't make sense that mm-hmm. you've had these things for forever, and even if it was a reaction to the new one, why would that take seven months to occur, and it wouldn't be something? that happened right, you know, after you were out of surgery. Um, Yeah. And what really made me, um, which was really good to see was he took the time and asked us, okay, let's do a timeline. What happened when you first, when did you first get them? What happened in your life up until then? And I said, well, I had my daughter in February of 2018 I had then had my revision in January of 2019, and then G- uh, June of this year, I started my body started to have all these symptoms, and he he put this theory which makes total sense now, which I had no idea um, that this could happen. But um, he said. You know, you originally got your implants in 2016, 2015, 2016, and your body um, had accepted them. They were fine. I had no issues. When you get pregnant, your immune system suppresses itself naturally because this way here. Otherwise, you would attack the baby. Yeah, so it wouldn't attack the baby. So your body does that naturally. And during this time, you're making all these like antibodies and everything's building up and then once you give birth over time your immune system revs up twice as strong and you have such a strong immune system now and you know before my revision during those first six to eight months after I had given birth I had a great immune system 
Now I go in in January and I take out the implant and replace it with a totally new one that my body now is totally changed my immune, from my pregnancy. My immune system is twice as strong and it's like, whoa, what is this thing? We don't recognize this. And then, you know, over time it starts to attack it and protect the body tries to protect itself and it causes this reaction it does take a couple months for the body to present those symptoms yeah i mean it was it was interesting to hear him lay it all out because we still had the question of like okay well if it is why so long um but it made sense and and i remember walking out of the appointment going you know how confident are you that this is it and it's not something else because you know we're going to go through like based on your advice here like where she's seeing her surgeon on tuesday and Mm -hmm. these suckers are coming out asap if that's what what you think it is and he looked at me and he goes yeah get him out (laughs) yeah um and he what was interesting is you know we he said we're, we don't know for sure if this if the implants are causing this reaction. Is it a very, very strong possibility? Of course. And he said the only way to know that these things are causing you to be this sick is to just take them out. He said they're a foreign body. You weren't born with them. They don't belong in your body. And, you know, they don't belong there. So his advice was take them out as soon as possible. And I and I did tell him that, you know, on top of them possibly making me sick, they were also recalled for causing lymphoma. Yeah, well, I mean, that's a, that's a whole other story we can get into. A, well, all the more reason another for me to right. get them out. Right. So it was, um, you know, while we didn't get the news that we... Uh, we wanted we finally felt confident in something yeah we were never confident in anything else before we're like oh chronic hives like me not really mm. oh lyme's disease now we're like man that lasted like two days yeah. like so at, you know at this point we finally walked out of a doctor's appointment feeling well, like we were at least on a path to determine something yes and he he gave us also a plan b as well yeah which was come back and see him no <laughs> no he said that if i get the implants out and my symptoms still persist that i would admit myself into a university such as yale which is a very um, popular university well where they do research where they do research yeah. and I would enter myself into a study and then they would do like a whole allergy study slash workup on me to determine why my body was having an allergic reaction response basically into what. Now mind you, that was after he like ruled out like all these insane things that he was sitting there talking about. And I'm like, why are you talking to me about guys with like bleeding aneurysms that were in your office? (laughs) Like, please dude, we've had it rough enough. Can we like leave that until we figure out what it's not? I mean, so obviously like getting this news, like part of me literally was so relieved. But then as soon as I got into the car, I just started bawling my eyes out. I was very well, upset at the same time because upset I... Upset and hopeful. Yeah. All at once, which is a very 
awkward combination of emotions. Yeah, I just, I felt like I wanted my health. I wanted to feel better. Um, but all these things were going through my head like, wow, like these things, like I've had this in this initial surgery and put these implants in to prevent myself from getting cancer. And now these things are making, possibly making me sick and they are now recalled for possibly causing cancer. So I felt like I went through all of that for nothing. Yeah. And, and I mean, I was upset too. I, I just felt terrible a, because still I was in a position of there's nothing I can do to help you, Mm -hmm. but you went through now four surgeries. Yeah. And I felt like that was all for nothing. Well, three surgeries. And then the fourth one was the removal. Yeah. (laughs) Right. Cause you had the mastectomy and then the reconstruction and then the revision. Yeah. Right. So you had these three surgeries that could have just been one. Yeah. You know, if we, if we knew that this was a possibility and that this would happen, I don't know if you ever would have had reconstruction. Absolutely not. If, you know? if I knew that these implants can cause people to be sick and had the um, chance of causing cancer and that they were recalled for ca- causing cancer, I would definitely absolutely not have gone through yeah. with it in the I'm, first place. But no one knew that five years ago. Yeah, I mean, the whole point why you had the mastectomy was to, to reduce right. the risk of, of so, getting cancer. So, so all yeah. these things are like going through my head. Obviously, I'm upset. I'm, I'm kind of like, all right, well... Like, that's kind of what made me really upset in the first place is like, wow, I've gone through all this for nothing. I did a whole YouTube channel about how great these implants were, and I was such an advocate for the surgery, and now I'm like, oh my God. Yeah, like, then, well, then we went to Dunkin', and it was okay. Yeah, I got my <laughs> Dunkin' coffee. <laughs> so, But um, yeah, um, I think we're going to wrap up this episode, but in the next episode, I'll kind of touch on like, you know, how I felt and how I was kind of dealing with this news and how I was processing everything. And then next step, it will go um, me talking to my plastic surgeon about everything. Yeah. So, you know, that just about wraps up our visit to the infectious disease doctor who mm-hmm. was phenomenal, yes. but I hope nobody ever has to see him. Um, <laughs> He's a great doctor. Um, just for confidentiality reasons, I'm not mentioning any doctors, but you guys can private message me and I can let you know what doctors I've seen if you guys are interested. But um, yeah, thank you guys for listening in. And until yeah. um, next time, we will talk to you soon. See ya.